Truth and Fire, the podcast is brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Welcome to another installment of Truth and Fire, the podcast, which picks up where Truth and Fire, the blog, leaves off. I'm your host, Verite Efe, and you can find me at V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U on all social media platforms. On today's episode, I'm joined by a special guest to discuss the modern church's approach to marriage and whether this approach causes Christian singles to stumble. All of this and more when we return. Welcome back. This is season three, episode one of Truth and Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Verite Efe, which simply means truth and fire en français. So hello guys. I am so happy to finally be back. I'm finally I'm finally recording again. I'm so excited. Guys, I had to take a little bit of a break. So I know in the past year my content has been um just sporadic. There's not been any consistency. I've been all over the place and I totally get that. And I, I and I thank you guys for your patience with me. Um I have just been dealing with a lot of things behind the scenes. There have been a lot there's just been a lot that I've been dealing with. And um, it all started in September of 2019. And I kind of talked about a little bit of those things on the podcast and in the blog um, where I had, a you know, a, a, a dear couple that I loved. And they actually were featured on this um, on my podcast in the past, but they kind of said some things to me that really hurt my heart. And so I kind of took some time to deal with that hurt and to kind of search the scriptures to see if they had any validity and realize they didn't. And just going back and forth with that, and then moving on over into the pandemic and dealing with the confusion there about churches being closed and people, you know, not, you know, uh, being as open to, for fellowship and being as available for fellowship and kind of dealing with that, especially with my being single and my being in the DC area, um, alone, uh, meaning like my entire family is in, is in, a, you know, in different places. They're not here. Um, so when we were doing quarantines and people had to stay with their family, it was literally just me and my dog. So, you know, dealing with that, having writer's block, dealing with, um, what I thought was the beginning of a, of a relationship with uh, what I thought was, a, I mean, he's a solid guy. I'm not going to knock his faith because, you know, but you know, that got weird and that didn't work out. And that, so that threw me off. And so I was just kind of all over the place. And so, um, I was doing a lot of, uh, just self-examination and, um, searching the scriptures, praying, um, sinning, being sinned against Because <laughs> my, I realized so much in the past year and a half, really going on two years because it started in what last September and it's now June. Um, just so much that I was dealing with um, that really helped me realize that this was just a period um, of sanctification. I mean, sanctification is ongoing. It's progressive. It's throughout our life as, as a Christian. But this particular time in my life, was just it seemed like the, the heat was turned up a lot and I had to deal with a lot of foolery from not the world, but other believers, other professing believers. And so that was really hard to deal with. Um, things going on at work and just craziness, just insanity. Um, so yeah, this season, I kind of want to talk about all of that. So I've dedicated this season um, to the theme of Christian dating and relating. So we're going to talk about a little bit of everything that re- requires um, uh 
commentary regarding how Christians date, how Christians interact in marriages, how Christians interact at work, how Christians interact with one another, how it, how we interact with one another at church. Like, how do we relate to one another from a platonic standpoint and from a romantic standpoint? And what part of those um, interactions um, do we fail at? And, and, and how can we grow in those things from uh, based on God's word? So I want to talk about those things this this season. Um, and so with that, from the Christian dating aspect, I would like to give a quick update on my relationship status. Um, so, um, as you guys may know, I did a a podcast episode on January 1st of this year where I talk about why I'm still single. And that particular episode was inspired by a situation, situation (laughs) that I was in that did not bear fruit. Um, and it left me confused and just annoyed and frustrated because, there was just a lot of flakiness and fickleness and confusion and, 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 and misunderstanding and maybe even presumptions on my part, but there was just, there was so much, um, murkiness and there was very little clarity that I realized that there's a, an epidemic in among Christians, among Christian men, I'm sorry to say this, um, pro- professing Christian uh, men who who have some type of idea of who they should be um and so they don't approach relationships as they should because they're trying to hold out to be the next votee or something like that i don't know but that was something that 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 kind of concerned me so i talked about that a little bit in that episode but then um i came by a post by a Young lady I follow on Instagram. Her name is Alexis Daniels. She goes by Dead Women underscore Painted Nails on Instagram, and um, her post um, was just something that was very like poignant for me because it definitely it hit different. Um, um, I actually saw this post on January thirtieth earlier this year, so it was you know a couple weeks or a few weeks after I'd posted my podcast episode, and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about. These types of things are what's impacting the church. Um, and so really quickly, I want to read what she said, and then I want to give a quick update and then we'll get right to business. So, um, what Alexis is saying here, she actually took this post from a gentleman named, I'm just Cyrus. I actually used to follow, I'm just Cyrus on Instagram years ago when I first, um, when I was first, uh, converted, um, I'm not going to knock this guy's ministry. I'm not going to endorse it either though, because I don't really know where he's at theologically or from a doctrine standpoint. Um, I didn't really feel like I was edified from his page in the things of Christ, but he does drop some gems here and there regarding relationships and dating. Um, and he seems like he's trying to do it, um, from a Christian perspective. There are some things just from an image standpoint that I don't necessarily agree with, which is why I stopped following his page again. This is not putting him down. It's just that I just want to be clear and transparent with you guys about why I, why I don't want to endorse him, but I'm also not knocking him because I don't follow his page right now. I haven't followed his page in years, so I don't know where he's at, but I just knew at the time I really wasn't really feeling um, all of the content and, and the images that he would put up. And so, uh, but yeah, so um, Alexis did share some of his thoughts and I actually thought they were spot on. So let me read them for you really quickly. Um, and then we'll move on. So really quickly, um, Alexis says how churches fail Christian singles by following after the world with the unbiblical teachings of waiting in your sing- season of singleness, being 
glad or quote unquote being glad in your singleness. And she goes on to share um, an abbreviated version of some of the things that I'm just Cyrus said a few months ago. Um, so it says, you don't see such an emphasis on catering to singles and singles ministry in the Bible or at any other point in history because being single so late in life wasn't common how it is today. Instead of us addressing the problem, we want to find more ways to make singleness feel great, which further pushes back the marriage age and continues to decrease overall marriages and nuclear families in the church. Then they make our women feel bad for desiring marriage and a family in their 20s and 30s when most women in history were wives and had families in their teenage years. Hey, sis, your strong desire for marriage isn't a conflict with Christ or your relationship with him. It was God who made marriage and called it a blessed union. Then made your biology, physiology, psychology, and spirituality all desire marriage. It is a lie from hell that your desire for marriage is anything but glorious in God's eyes. Hannah in the Bible cried so hard for a child that the priest thought she was drunk because she started groaning from her pain of desiring a baby. Did God say, nah, you are idolizing being a mother way too much, Hannah? No, God saw her beautiful and noble desire and blessed her womb. But let folks tell you that if you ever feel sad for desiring a marriage, something's wrong with you. Huh? It sounds so cute to talk about the one or your single season or knowing your purpose, etc. But none of this stuff is biblical. The same foolishness that has sold a lot of books and packed out conferences has also led to this epidemic in our churches. So I got to say, again, I'm neither endorsing nor knocking this man's overall ministry. I just don't follow his ministry enough. I like to vet things first and I've not done that and neither and I've not taken the time to do it. Um, so if you want to do that, that's fine. But um, but I will say what he said in these particular slides um, were on point from my understanding from Alexis. And you may hear her say this in the interview. I think he furthers his argument by kind of attributing, um, these issues only to the black church. Um, I don't know how true that is. And so for that reason, um, we can't fully endorse everything that was being said, but in the slides that Alexis decided to share, I agree fully with what was stated. So, with that said, um, I did promise you guys a quick update about my relationship status. And so, um, as some of you may know, for those of you who follow um, me on Instagram or um, um, this gentleman on, on Facebook, um, I am now in a relationship. Um, it is, it was, it's pretty serious um, with a gentleman that goes by the apologist. He is um, a producer for the, um, I guess you can say Christian hip hop collective. I apologize in advance if I am messing that up, honey, <laughs> but he's part of, <laughs> um, a collective of artists called Christ centric. I don't want to call them a group cause they're not a group, but it's just a, a collective of very talented brothers in the Lord who, um, still sincerely, um, maintain their lyricism for the glory of God. They are not sold out to the world. They've not, they're not rapping about things that, um, don't edify. They are sincerely bringing, um, they live up to the, to the name of, of, of the, of the collective, which is Christ centric. They sincerely do produce Christ centric, 
um, music. And I am just embarrassed that I have been walking around here for the past five or six years um, as a converted believer and have never heard of them before in my defense. Um, I was never really a Christian hip hop head in the first place. There were a couple artists here and there that I had um, heard of and I listened to them, but I didn't follow it to the point of knowing, but I am like, I'm grateful to God now that I've heard of them. They, I mean, when I say they're all talented, they're all talented. Um, but I am very grateful that, you know, the Lord has brought into my, my little world, um, the apologist. He has been a blessing to me in so many ways, um, one way he's blessed me is that he hooked your girl up with her own theme music. So I don't have to go buy tracks from people now. I can get them directly from him. Thought that was so cool. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> so the new theme uh, music you heard uh, with the, with the, the, um, the opening of the show, as well as it's going to be played at the closing of the show. That's from him. So for those of you who might be interested in getting tracks and things like that, um, he doesn't know I'm going to say this, but if you're interested in something like that, then reach out to him. You can reach him at Christcentric on Instagram um, or through um, the through their website at ChristcentricRecords.com. Okay. But yeah, so grateful to have met him. He's been a breath of fresh air, um, the t total opposite of anything else I've ever dealt with um, in terms of, of men. Just just, just, just a great guy all around. I have nothing negative to say. Um, uh, I really don't. I know people are like, well, you were probably in your honeymoon phase. <laughs> but sincerely, like as a person, this is a solid dude. So I'm grateful and I just pray that the Lord would allow me to be... Um, um, what I need to be to, to be, to honor him. And I just ask that you guys would pray for the both of us as we, um, just pursue this thing and, you know, for the glory of the Lord and that we sincerely bring glory to God and that, um, if possible, we can combine our efforts to, to edify the church. Um, but yeah, overall it's been a great ride and I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just grateful. So with everything that has gone on in the past year and a half, almost two years with me, um, he has sincerely been a blessing. So thank you, honey, bunny. I pray that this, <laughs> I pray this ages well. Um, Cause Lord knows that tweet I put out on January 1st did not, as I said that I am not dating in 2021. That's it. That's the tweet. And then messed around the following month and, and, and met him. And, and now just, you know, so great guy, like I said, great guy. And I'm very, I'm very happy with this relationship. Um, no complaints. So I just ask that you guys pray for us, that the Lord protect us, keep us, that we are just, just, just that you guys pray for us and on all around. Okay. So that's all I got to say there. I don't want to, I don't want to embarrass him and I don't want to spend too much time talking about that because that's not what this episode is about. But I just felt like I should give you guys an update since I have been very transparent about my singleness um, for those sisters in the Lord who have, you know, identified with me with that, then, you know, perhaps, you know, at this juncture, this could be some encouragement. I don't know. But ladies, I'm, it literally was just the Lord. I have no lists, tips, nothing. Just pray and, and trust God. That's it. That's all I got. All right. But anyway, so with that said, um, 
Um, we're going to get into today's discussion with talking about how the church has failed Christian singles. Um, just a lot with how um, a lot was based on what um, Alexis shared on her Instagram page. So I'm going to take a quick break before I go, though. I want you guys to check out um, the podcast episode from January 1st of this year. Why I'm still single. That is a relevant uh, piece of content that will kind of help you better understand where I'm going with this episode. And then also I want you to check out why I no longer um, pray for contentment in my uh in singleness why i no longer pray for contentment in singleness um i wrote that back in october 2019 um that piece is basically just saying you know what sis if you desire marriage pray for marriage it is okay to 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 not want to be single it you should be ultimately content um in christ but if you don't want to be single, right? And there's there's that look, I want to be clear, this is not wrong, it's not a sin to be single. But I'm saying for those who sincerely desire marriage, pray for it. Do not let these people out here make you feel bad about it. So Alexis and I are going to and whatever the Lord wills, he wills, but it will not hurt you in 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 any way to pray for for your heart's desire in that area, okay? So um with that said, I'm going to take a quick break and then we come back this conversation will continue, except I will be joined by um, Alexis, who again goes by dead women underscore painted nails on Instagram. And um, yeah, so stay tuned and I'll be back right after this quick break. Hey guys, Vanity Fu here. Some of you guys have asked for ways to support Truth and Fire. So here's three. Number one, Subscribe to the blog and the podcast is the best way to stay up to date on our latest content. Number two, purchase merchandise from the Truth and Fire shop. We've got shirts, hats, phone covers, laptop covers, and other neat pieces to help you represent. Visit www.truthandfire.com forward slash shop. Number three, partner with us on Patreon. We have four tiers to choose from, so pick one and unlock the benefits of your support. Find us at www.patreon.com forward slash truth and fire. Thank you guys so much for listening. Welcome back. I'm your host, Vedete Ifu. Um, again, I am pleased to welcome Alexis Daniels from Instagram, also known as dead women painted nails or dead women underscore painted nails on instagram hi alexis how are you i'm doing well constance how are you i'm good so um i wanted to have you on because i read a post of yours well a post that you shared i should say on instagram concerning um christian um relationships so, uh -huh. <laughs> so share with me sis what your thought process was with that post and what motivated you to share it so interestingly enough, a brother, a younger brother in Christ, shared that uh, post with me through DM. So I had no clue, no no idea or no clue who I'm just Cyrus was. So I took a look at it, and honestly, I had to modify it before I posted it because the the post itself or the story itself was directed at black congregants. So initially, at the bottom on the first slide where he made his first statement, it spoke in regard to the black family. Mm. So in my mind, I'm like, well, this this is an issue that we all face in the body of Christ, period. So I took that part out, 
Um, and I basically looked through the rest of it. I'm like, hey, this, she has a point here. Mm -hmm. This is actually a, a factual statement because a lot of feminism has crept into the church and we start seeing these shows, not even start. Back when I got saved, um, I would say I got saved around 2004, 2005. I was in a church of God, church of God in Christ, mm -hmm. Kojic. Mm -hmm. um, and in Kojic, they did preach the, the, the season of singleness. And, you know, God has given the season of singleness to you to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. So you're learning in these churches that I'm single because, you know, I need to do this first and then God will bless me mm. with the husband or God will bless me with children when in actuality it's God's sovereignty in God's sovereignty to determine when you will receive your husband or if you will receive a husband but it's not biblical to teach that you should remain in your singleness to do x y and z for God and then he will bless you with a husband mm. okay okay this makes me think about a post I wrote um in October 2019 called Why I No Longer Pray for Contentment and Singleness. And what I was going through in mm -hmm. that particular post is I just turned 39 that summer. So it was about a few months into 39 where I really realized that, oh man, 40 is coming up and I am going to be single, single <laughs> when I turn 40 because I've got to meet the guy. We got to, you know, like each other, you know, get to know each other. So it's going to take time. So I really, I never had a problem with being single um, prior to that time, because I bought into that same mindset of, you know, your single season mm -hmm. and and right. all of that. And so um, I, I just kind of was, I just kind of found myself in a situation where I actually was praying a lot for marriage and realized that I truly had a sincere desire for marriage because I had always pushed it off thinking that I was idolizing it or thinking that I was in some type of sin for mm -hmm. for desiring a husband or maybe I was thirsty or desperate. Um, and so right. in this particular piece, I kind of break down that, you know what? No, like this is something I desire and it is a good thing to desire it. So I'm not going to ask God to, um, of course you want to be content in whatever state you're in, but it doesn't mean that contentment doesn't mean that you still can't bring your supplications before the Lord for the things, especially right. the good things that he would want you to have. Right. Nor, you know, do I think it's healthy to put a stipulation or to make it seem like there are stipulations or contingencies that, you know, need to be in place before God will bless you with a husband. And, you know, honestly, I bought into the same height. I also bought into, you know, my family. I have a big family. Um, my grandma has seven. So I had, you know, six aunts who are strong-willed and they're all like engineers and nurses and lawyers, um, biology teachers. So the, what was pushed in my family was you go to school, you get X, Y, and Z degree, you need to make this amount of money, mm -hmm. don't depend on a man. Mm -hmm. um, when you do get a man, it, it's like a, a peripheral, he's a peripheral item in your life, but you don't want to trust him or, or, or look to him to take care of you. When those were, those were aspects of feminism, that's not biblical. Mm -hmm. It's not biblical in the least bit. And then when you do try, you know, you acquire, you know, all of these things and you do try to go out there and date, and now you're confused. You don't know what to do. You know, is it biblical for me to do this? Because, you know, I'm supposed to be content in my singleness. So what should I be looking for in a husband? Um, what should I be biblically looking for in a husband? And I didn't learn any of that until I ran across the Vody Balcom uh, marriage series. Yeah. And when I looked at the series, and I watched every single video, and my mouth just dropped open like, 
no one told me this. Yeah. I wish someone would have told me this when I was 23, 24. Yep. No one told me this at all. Yep. Yep. Thank God for Vody, because that was the same thing. I actually, yeah. the irony is that I got introduced to Vody's um, uh, marriage series. Is um, I was dating a guy and we were seriously th- uh, discussing marriage. Um, we were, I guess you could say we were lightweight engaged because he, he did propose, but I didn't get the formal like ring and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a whole nother story. But we watched I that. I actually went through the exact same situation this past year. Oh, see. Yeah. I don't. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like the brothers, man, like, God, what are y'all doing? Stop. <laughs> but had all the we had all the pieces together. We were planning the wedding. Right. And yep. everything. It was just a matter of because I live uh, here in D.C. and he lived in Georgia. So it was just a matter of getting myself to Georgia and then us like doing the formal thing. But oh, it, my God. It, like literally when I tell you your situation is parallel to mine, exactly here. parallel. Wow. Wow. So you you were got, you guys were in a long distance relationship and it just kind of. It was a, right. It was a long distance relationship and pretty much the same exact thing. We were engaged he asked me to marry him i agreed we actually were almost done with premarital counseling there was only like two um sessions left and we were supposed to get married this month on the 19th oh wow wow girl man that's a big deal yeah but everything happens for a reason you know god is sovereign over all of that i don't look back at i try not to you know put my hand to the plow and look back in misery or depression to know that god is sovereign in my life and it happened for a reason and whatever that reason is the bible says that it's good it's good amen you just have to keep pushing through amen that's very true yeah and i I definitely had to to do that with my situation um because we were supposed to get married the following April and we'd of course broken up by then and then later that year though he married someone totally different. Oh wow. <laughs> Girl, it was like, that is crazy. It was like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> um so it is what it is. Um I thank God that I was the one who ended the relationship, but he but he was the one who was very kind of wishy-washy towards the end that made wow. me feel I didn't feel safe with him. I didn't feel secure in the relationship. And so I was like, if this is just with dating you, if this is what life Mm -hmm. is like, I don't know how marriage to you is going to be. So I didn't think it would be wise to move forward with it. But even still, it was. And that's the thing, though. That's the thing right there. Um, You know, when the Bible talks about being equally yoked, Mm -hmm. we we tend to focus on... um, you know, being equally yoked on, on a spiritual level. So yeah. you need to be a Christian, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, me being a Reformed Baptist, I would prefer someone who was Reformed, whether they're a confessional Lutheran or a Presbyterian or a Reformed mm-hmm. Baptist, because you don't want to have those theological issues. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, are you a hard worker? Right. Do you want children? Do you like children? Do you think it's important to raise your children in the knowledge of the Lord and take it seriously? Mm-hmm especially in these days, this day and age. Mm-hmm. So you want to be equally yoked across the, uh, across the broad spectrum. Right. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Especially because people have their moments when they, of course, no one's going to be perfect, but um, mm-hmm. I got to see him in his flesh and right. him in his flesh was not like, and of course I responded in my flesh. And so we were not compatible at all. So um, it really would take a work of the Lord on a 24-hour, <laughs> seven-day-a-week basis. And I know the Lord works 24 hours, seven days. But sincerely, like us, you know, submitting to that was going to be a tr- it was going to be a struggle. So I was like, okay, we I don't think either of us is mature enough to submit to the situation. We just didn't have it together. But he was he's a solid believer in terms of his doctrine 
but you know the uh-huh. maturity level just wasn't there and you know and I would say mine wasn't either because I, I couldn't deal <laughs> but in either case just kind of speaking about how we see a lot of these things kind of spring up in certain types of churches maybe in um uh maybe Kojic churches um I know I came uh-huh. from the kind of the the I'm still still trying to learn about different denominations. I don't want to say I'm still trying to learn because I haven't intentionally studied, but as I, as I hear about different denominations, I kind of try to glean what they're about. Um, but I know, you know, I was a professing Christian since what, 2002 or three. Mm-hmm. And I was at a Baptist church, but I didn't know what Baptist meant, but I know that I was under a prosperity gospel. And that okay. whole thing was, um, they always pushed marriage, but it was more of a, super like um everybody if you lay your eyes on somebody that was your husband kind of thing and I think that oh, was yeah. part of the reason why <laughs> it made me a little bit colder towards um you know allowing myself to be uh put in a position I guess vulnerable enough position to want to be married because the way they warped the 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 pursuit process I guess you know I don't I just know that men and women were going around saying okay God told me you were going to be my wife God told me you're going to be my my husband husband yeah Yeah. so Uh that is it's such a it's kind of like a thing with the prosperity gospel where the Lord does not guarantee that we'll be you know financially prosperous and things like that in this life however it doesn't mean that someone who has financial means is automatically a going to hell b not truly a believer c or whatever the case may be so that's that that warping of God's truth that makes the actual true parts, you know, unattractive to to, to individuals where we find ourselves right. in the sin of, of rejecting um, the truth of God's word because it has been used in a perverted sense, I guess. I guess, I hope I articulated that Absolutely. clearly. Yeah. And to add to that, um, with, you know, we, we discuss whether it's on social media or YouTube, you know, we're exposed to a lot more information about false um, prophets mm-hmm. and people prophesying over folks and the prophecies don't come true. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a church that has, you know, Pentecostal beliefs where you're, you're giving these prophecies that these two will be married. And maybe they get married and the marriage doesn't work out. Mm. Or maybe they're they're pressured by the church to get married to someone and the and the person ends up cheating. Oh. And so it, it makes you very hard hearted. Mm-hmm. Um especially when you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, that these prophecies are bogus anyway. Mm-hmm. It makes you hard hearted towards, you know, marriage. Like why would God mm-hmm. tell you you know, that I should marry this person and they're a cheater mm-hmm. or they don't want to work mm-hmm. or, you know, we we can't submit to each other for whatever reason. It kind of makes you hard-hearted and makes you freak out about it. Yep, yep. I actually saw that happen when I was at New Birth um, years, mm-hmm. years ago where a prophet came in and Eddie Long's armor bearer, you know how that goes. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> but his assistant was very shy. I won't say his name, but his assistant at the time was very shy and reserved, but he was very physically attractive. And so a lot of women in that church was just Uh very convinced that, okay, that's going to be my husband. And that included a really good friend of mine at the time. I haven't spoken to her in probably like a decade. Um, But at the time, uh, we were really good friends. And I remember her going around saying that he's going to be my husband. And I actually picked up that language from her and ended up saying that a local radio um, show host was going to be my husband. I don't, it was the weirdest thing. But, uh, <laughs> girl, we were crazy. I was like 22, 23. We were insane. But a, um, 
a prophet came in and prophesied over him and said, you are very, you know, reserved and shy, but the Lord is going to give you a voice and you're going to be married by the end of this year. Mind you, we were at a leadership conference and it was in January of that year and this prophet prophesied. So by April, he met this young lady, some lady, we, we don't know where this girl came from, but her mom introduced them and they were engaged. Um, they started dating in April and were engaged, I believe, by August, and they got married that December. So everyone's like, oh, wow. he got married by the end of the year, like you said, oh, you know. And they're now divorced. Um, they, I believe they did have a child. Wow. Yeah, and it's just like, what do you do with that as a, <laughs> as a Christian single? And then even with me, with the guy that I was saying that God told me I was going to marry, right. he ended up marrying someone else. Mm-hmm. And it puts you in a, in a place mentally where right. I remember telling this guy while he was still he was still single at the time where we had a the church had some type of Sadie Hawkins dance type of thing where the women had to ask the men and I asked him to be my date to this dance and he agreed and so I got confidence thinking like okay the Lord is truly guiding my steps here I'm gonna tell him and so I go okay I just want you to know that God told me oh my god I'm so embarrassed so God told me you're gonna be my husband and he said, <laughs> he's like, uh, okay, uh, let me get back to you on that. And I got to respect this brother because he actually took, went, I mean, I don't know if he actually went back and prayed, but in that moment, he didn't immediately say, uh, no, ma'am. He was just like, you know, let me go back and consult the Lord on this, you know. And by the time we had our next conversation, he goes, yeah, I prayed about that. And um, I'm not getting that. And I told him, you better go back and pray again. <laughs> Oh, like, wow. insane. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? That that comes out of also the, the speaking and the speaking, receive it, blab it and grab yes. it. You know, <laughs> if I can speak into existence, you know, and, and I really believe that comes out of a branch of prosperity gospel because prosperity mm-hmm. gospel, you're speaking and believing to receive uh, money or a job or a house or a car, whatever, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can speak and, and, and receive a car, why wouldn't I speak into existence a husband? Right. So now you have all these young ladies walking around going, you know, I speak into existence my husband in Jesus' name. Right. And it, it's like, it, it doesn't work like that. And you completely remove the sovereignty of God. Yes. You completely remove, you know, whatever God has ordained for you. Mm-hmm. You know, but Again, that's a rejection of of the teaching of the sovereignty of of God in these churches and the teaching of all of this this nonsense with Mm -hmm. this prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. And it causes us to be presumptuous with the Lord, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking about the passages telling us that, you know, don't say, you know, tomorrow I will do this, this or that, you know, just say if the Lord wills, you know, and it's just crazy. So, so far, we've just kind of discussed that the warped idea that, you know, it is a sin to desire marriage and to pray for marriage. But then there's also that flip side where there's that 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 desire can become sinful, where we're presumptuous with the Lord and naming and claiming Uh and all of that. So what would you say churches can do to help Christian singles um, have a right view of of marriage and singleness? So you know what I think I think this this is a hard question to answer because there are so many variables. Mm-hmm. For biblically based churches, you know, preaching the full counsel of God and providing a biblical understanding of marriage is that's basically what a pastor is called to do. Mm-hmm. But there are other outside issues which cause a net preparedness for adulthood, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ultimately, like I said before, 
you know, if you lack strong male leadership in your household, let's say you're raised without a father, mm -hmm. whether you're a male or female, mm -hmm. you know, it has caused an epidemic of lazy and irresponsible men and women, mm -hmm. you know, believe it or not. And there are many born again brothers in Christ who they either don't want to work. Mm -hmm. or take on the responsibilities of a household or the other side of this, which you may you may have experienced. These young reform brothers, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. they're not even focused on marriage. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. have all the grandeur ideas mm -hmm. of attending seminary, becoming theologians, seminary professors, or debaters, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they completely abandon the thought of becoming husbands and fathers to with this idea of being a, a reformed rock star, mm -hmm. right? They mm -hmm. look at Bodie, they mm -hmm. look at Dr. James White, yep. you know, they look at Paul Washer, they look at John MacArthur, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I want to be like these men and put the marriage, you know, being married, I need to hold that off right. until, you know, I receive my PhD in theology or, you know, and unfortunately it's result in many having secret pornography addiction. Yep. And we yep, know this. Yep. I don't want people to think that I'm going to be on this series of like dating, like what is, who hurt you, girl? Who hurt you? Um, because, <laughs> and I had someone from um, my church who listened to the podcast um, um, from last month and she was like, something must have happened. Because <laughs> I'm oh, talking no. about my singleness. And, um, and something did happen, but I think, but also that, that happening made me realize that I need to take a break for a second. Um, not because I don't desire marriage or that I hate men, but I need to, my brain, my mind is a little like confused right now. And I don't know <laughs> if I'm in a position to, to be able to, um, to handle quote unquote dating, if you will. I, I've never really liked dating to begin with, but. I Me neither. I just don't have the patience. My patience is so short and thin, and yeah. then I have such a sarcastic personality, <laughs> as people can tell from my posts. Like, and, and nowadays, even with the men, are so sensitive that it's like, oh man, I I rather stay home and watch yeah. that. Like, yep, I'm like, go make it. We go make it. But you know, I mean, I trust the Lord. The thing that gives me hope, honestly, I know this sounds really crazy, but people that give me hope are women like Nancy Pelosi. Like, yo, she's a whole wife and a mother and a grandmother. Like, somebody married her. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> people keep trying to me, preach. I was about to be bad and say, say a name, but let me, let me be quiet. People, <laughs> let me be quiet. But people let me not say that name. <laughs> but people keep trying to preach to us about, like, you know, and I'm not saying that there's no validity in, in being, you know, a certain way, having a certain characteristics as a woman. I'm not saying that, but my point is people try to use that as the, as the only means or, you know, by which a woman can find herself married, you know? And I'm like, no, men, men marry quote unquote crazy women every day. So don't even. Um, Absolutely. But if you know what's, what's, what's funny about that too, though, is, you know, as Christian women, I look to have a, a traditional type of marriage. Right. I want, you know, the, I want to submit to my husband. Right. I want him, you know, to exercise his authority in the household. Yep. And if you're, you know, well, I hate to say weak men, but if you're weak in the faith or you're, you're weak in understanding your role mm -hmm. as the covering for your wife and your family, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. And that has been the struggle with, the situation it's 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 twofold it's either the the rock stars you know theologian mm -hmm. reformed guy so he's just kind of yep. like his, his focus is elsewhere or it's the guy who is you know 
who really doesn't know what his role is supposed to be. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, especially with my personality, I don't think my personality is overbearing, but I know that, you know, I'm in a situation where I will, you know, I want to say run. I, I probably wouldn't as much as I would have, you know, years ago, but I knew many years ago, I was like, I'll, I'll just like move. I got it, you know? And I don't want to do that. And I don't, I don't, want to, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be tempted to do that. Like as much as I feel like I have arrived, you know, as much as, you know, the Lord has sanctified me, I don't want to trust in my own ability to do what I'm supposed to do when I'm faced with a situation. Right. I'm not, again, I know no one is perfect, but as much as I can mitigate from, you know, the temptation to seek after another God or, you know, right. I, I would look, I, I don't believe that's something I would do. But at the same time, I don't believe that's something Peter actually Peter said he wouldn't do, you know, he wouldn't deny Christ. So, right. you know, I just want to make sure I'm putting I'm not putting myself in a situation, knowingly putting myself in a situation to stumble um, because um I don't know. I'm just trying to get out of this, the, these these single trenches. I don't know. But okay, so but I think- you gotta be careful too. I was gonna say, um, you, you know, people will use the Bible to justify it, yeah. And you know, and and they'll use, you know, Thessalonians or they'll use First Corinthians, First Corinthians twenty five, and it's like, but you're struggling with sexual morality, right? You, you know, struggle with a porn addiction, so clearly you should be getting married, right, right, right. And it's like. It's like part of that is like you you want to make sure that they they do understand that you have these these desires and they're they're as long as they're not perverted but you know the natural desire to be with you know the opposite sex right absolutely but the absolutely. but you know so that should be a, a an idea like oh okay well maybe I should get married but you don't want to bring into the marriage um your your lack of self control um your right. unwillingness to submit to the holy spirit to walk in the spirit mm-hmm. um you know i i think yeah so cuz i i will i i i think i'm struggling with that line a little bit only because i know for me i i have said like oh you know if you you know desire to be with someone that that is a good sign that you should get married you know um right. but you but you don't want to go in and um uh, you know have these untamed passions or the youthful lust so so to speak where you just have absolutely no self-control because there there's that element too the fruit you know the fruit of the spirit includes self-control so we we want right. we want the men and the women to go in with both um yeah so i um i don't know i just i don't know I, <laughs> i'll just move on i was going to the next i'll go to the next question <laughs> so um so i guess um, one of the things i was thinking about because we kind of said it, there's a lot that goes into getting uh christian singles or just christians in general um that right view of marriage i think just expository uh-huh. preaching is fair enough and letting god's word you know do the work right. of of transforming hearts and um all of that but what should Christian singles realistically expect from the church? Because one thing I have noticed as a Christian single is the, uh, here's my own weaknesses in this area. There are times where I am doing just fine and I'm living footloose and fancy free and I am good. And people are coming to me like, are you okay? Are, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. You know, you know, and, but then there are times where I'm, I'm kind of having a, a moment and I feel like people say insensitive things. And because so, like just last week, I just said, why you got to always bring up my singleness? And then someone does something where they don't 
um, where they don't include me or something. I don't know. And I may say, well, don't forget your single sisters and brothers, you know, so I don't know if I'm giving off mixed signals or whatnot, but what, I guess, what realistically should we, or what, in your opinion, what do you think that we should realistically expect from our church um, family as far as our singleness is concerned? You know, to be honest with you, I would, I would hope that any pastor, you know, would understand that there are a lot more singles in the church nowadays. I wouldn't want them to, you know, direct their exegesis or direct their preaching towards singles. I personally would still want them to preach and cater towards marriage, but then also talk about the biblical roles of a man and the biblical roles of a, a woman mm-hmm. and our biblical manhood and biblical womanhood as, as Bodhi put it, mm-hmm. because, you know, unfortunately there are a lot of women too. I'm a, I'm a throw us under the bus mm-hmm. who don't understand what it means to be a wife. Right. Right. They want to hang out with their friends. They don't think they ought to uh, submit to the authority of their husband or respect the authority of their husband. Um, you basically, you know, have people believing I can get married and still live my my own life over here, mm-hmm. and he can live his own life over there, and not not believing that you are actually one flesh. Mm-hmm. So for for singles, I think a benefit um, of what we should expect is for us to be learning about what our roles would be in marriage uh, because that's what we're supposed to be looking toward. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, you do have, you know, the feelings of, feeling you know the feelings of being excluded from certain from certain things yeah. because a lot of activities and events are going to be directed towards um married couples mm-hmm. or married couples with kids right yeah right yeah and so you get those um members in the church like i, I get it all the time whether i'm at work or whether you know i was going to church and you know people will say oh well you're 35 you don't want kids i'm like who said i didn't want kids <laughs> i'm not married you know, instead of asking me, are you married? The first thing you ask me is, do you not want kids? Right. When, you know, do you have kids? And I say, no. Well, why don't you want kids? Who said I didn't want kids? I'm not married. You know, so you're going to get that, unfortunately, because, you know, traditionally in the church, you're still expected to be married and to have children by a certain age. Right. You know, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. I do. I, I did find myself again when I when I turned forty last summer. I did find myself feeling much more depressed because I'm like, okay, by now I should have had this. By now I should, you know. And being, um, as far as I know, the only woman my age um, who desires marriage. I have. There are other single sisters in our church, but they're much younger than than I am, and so. I, I was self-conscious for, con, con, I can never get that word out. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was overindulged in thinking about my own situation <laughs> for, for a while. And that type of stuff can be, you know, it turns into sin. I mean, I think there's one thing where you're, you know, you're feeling a certain way and you take those things to God, but it, was, it got to a point where I was feeling ashamed to even go to church because I'm going to be sitting alone. I'm going to be, you know, and people, you know, people, you know, and so it's just like, I was really struggling with that. Um, I'm okay now. I, I really am. Um, and I, and I really thank God for my most recent situation, um, with the young man who helped, you know, I guess inspired the last episode that I did because I was like, 
it's not me. You know, there's there's no. things that yeah. I did. There are decisions that I made early on in life in my 20s when I was not a, a born again believer that definitely contributed to my being single, um, especially at that time. But in the years that I've you know been a believer and have desired marriage, there's now there's like this extra hurdle, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's not me or it's not only me, you know, um, because there's so much in society that says if you know a woman isn't married by a certain time, it's her fault. And I am thinking, but you know, with that though, is is the, the shift in culture? Yeah. So the the change in culture. So I've never I've never been. Uh, I'm an introvert. I'm a hardcore introvert. So I am happiest sitting in bed, rubbing my toes together with, you know, a box of Popeye's chicken and, <laughs> and you know, watching a movie, I will have the biggest smile on my face. Honestly, it's, it, my cousin tells me all the time, you are way too comfortable being by yourself. It's weird. But I would say the, the most depressing thing as far as dating goes is the, the shift in culture where you have so many people who are atheists. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm, atheists, and they could be, you know, they look good on paper, mm-hmm. you know, yep. but they're like, I don't believe in God. Yep. Or you have the people who say they're spiritual and yep. they're into New Ageism, and you're like, okay, I'm not with the rocks, brother. You can keep moving. <laughs> or you know, yeah, the rocks, the stones, and the third eye stuff. And I'm like, okay, you can you can go that way. Or you have people who proclaim Christ. They proclaim, proclaim Christ, and you're like, okay, what what church do you go to? Mm-hmm. Oh, I go to Elevation. You know, Stephen Hardy, and girl. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm coming this way. You know, so <laughs> it's unfortunate because the, the pool, the mm-hmm. actual pool of, of, of regenerate believers mm. is very small. Yes. So it's not even necessarily you or me or anyone. I want to make sure, you know, sometimes it's just not your fault. The pool of believers is just very minuscule. Right. That's true. I agree. And I, and I have noticed that once um, as I'll, Christ has been, and I know this is like a, a duh, not like a duh statement, but Christ has been the single best thing ever in my entire mm-hmm. life because so much made sense after I believed. So much came together for me, even down to, you know, he changes our heart, but that stuff trickles down to our practical day-to-day, you know, natural lives. And I was a mess when I was, an, uh, I guess you can say a pro- I was a professing Christian, but I was not regenerated. But I was a mm-hmm. hot mess. And so I just dated whomever. If he was cute and he had a job and he liked me, he was cool. <laughs> I really was, I really was like, you know, and it wasn't like a low self-esteem, like, oh, he liked me, oh, somebody likes me. It was just more so like, it just, that was just a basic requirement. Like, do you know, what's the little meme? You see me, you know, does she see me? I see you, I see, you know. So do it, you know, if you see me, you like me, oh, I like you too, you cute, you know, and you have a job, that's cool. And so that was like the only requirement. Like faith was just like, whatever, Buddhist, um, Muslim, Gosh, I, yeah. I was all over oh, the place. I get, I get a lot of Muslims. And, and you know what? I, I'm going to be honest to you, especially in, in New York, but even, you know, where when I've tried the online dating thing, mm-hmm. and this is be, just being honest, Arab men look good. I don't know <laughs> who it is, 
but they are very attractive and like they're you know look they're either in IT or tech so they yeah. have a really good job they're tall you know they're, they're keeping themselves up as far as like working out and I'm just like oh my gosh I, I can't I can't because you know you love them bro you love them I don't know if I'm gonna disappear but you know it's unfortunate that you, you're you're looking and I'm like well I need to be faithful to the body of Christ mm-hmm. and only be looking for a husband you know a brother in Christ mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna lie they look good <laughs> the pagans are out there you know, they, it's, it's a look good don't touch kind of thing this is what I just thought was like, the pagans are out there and they do pursue and it just gets a little a little crazy but I think you know that standard that Christ sets makes makes my mind less rattled when just because someone mm-hmm. you know who has a job and is cute and you know likes me comes around I'm not like oh I don't know what to do like it's easy now that one requirement or that base I should say that basic requirement that he be a believer has shut down so much but I also so when I was going through my, I guess, depression um, last summer and I kind of leading up into it from the summer of 2019, I really realized how small the pool was because even as people were yeah. introducing me to, you know, brothers in the Lord and this, you know, this one brother looked great on paper. I'm like, finally. And then he's yep. into social justice. I'm like. And there was, oh, yeah. and there oh, was oh, no, oh, you know, God. and it wasn't like a, oh, you could work with, it wasn't even, you couldn't work with dude because the conversations were so contentious because he really uh-huh. was not trying to understand that, you know, what Catholicism's teachings are. He had, you know, and, I, and Catholicism has a lot to do with the social justice, um, uh, rhetoric. They have, I think they have it. Uh, they have I didn't it know. Yeah. They have it written in their, um, catechism, I think. Um, but social justice is a is a thing and he was really big into it and he's now going to a woke church um as a matter of fact oh, so man. it was just and i had oh, to really man. think about like do i really want to try to push through and see if he can get past this uh-huh. you know and then and then what does that now become am i now like discipling him you know and you know can't should I? so i was really having a struggle with that um but that, i agree with you on that yeah. that to it it's the social justice thing it, it's very frustrating because i have that brothers in the lord who that one thing that was the issue but to me it's it's like um you know yeast and bread yeah it's gonna spread throughout your theology yep. and affect your theology and then also i'm thinking when i have kids I don't want you telling, you know, my kids or, or freaking my kids out that, you know, hey, you're uh, this race or this minority. You're not going to have a fair shot in this country. Mm-hmm. But don't tell my kids that because right. children internalize whatever mm-hmm. you tell them and they grow up to believe these things. And you don't know how how, that, how that's going to reflect in their behavior or decisions that they make. Mm-hmm. I want my kids to know this is the history of the United States. You know, it's. Sometimes conservatives tend to, um, well, I say romanticize, not all, mm-hmm. but some conservatives will romanticize the past and then the leftists will completely demonize it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's there's a middle ground where there's like, there were, there were bad things that occurred, mm-hmm. but there were good things that resulted. And I need you to know the bad and the good. Mm-hmm. Amen. That was so well said. That was so well. I love it. Amen. Um, I think so just looking at going back to the, the post um, concerning mm-hmm. um, that delay of of marriage and that 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 I guess that demonizing or demonization of the desire for it 
Um, I guess my yeah. question now is that, okay, so a, a Christian comes to terms with their singleness and they admit, you know what, I do want to marry. What do they do? Right. This is, and, and this would probably be more so geared towards the women. Do, do, but in general, like, do we, do we date? Do we wait? Ooh, do we date or wait? I love it. Like, what do we do? We, <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what, what I did first, um, when I realized, now here, here's a funny thing, just stand on topic but when I got saved at 24 the first thing in my mind was I want to get married and have kids Mm -hmm. I I kid you not when I got saved I wanted to get married and I I said it in front of a um I believe he was the uh music pastor he was the minister of music Mm -hmm. at my church Mm -hmm. and he was married older guy he was married he had a um two or three kids and I said it in front of him like I want I can't wait till I get married and have kids and he told me you aren't ready so Mm -hmm. once that thought was that seed was placed in my mind now I ran, ran with it like well maybe I cannot find a husband because God doesn't think I'm ready to get married so, you know, I would say the, the honestly, the first thing I would do um, is to, to make sure that you, in your mind, you understand what your role is in marriage. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it's required for you to get married, but at least have that understanding. So when you do get married, you're prepared. And then also understand, um, you know, what's important when it's going back to being equally yoked. Having a job is not a brownie point. Right. Being a Christian is not a brownie point. Because honestly, when I think about other religions like Jews, Mm you know, Jews date Jews. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. not secular Jews, but Jews date Jews date Jews. Mm-hmm. Muslims date Muslims. Mm-hmm. If you're Muslim and you're gonna date them and you're not, they tell you you need to convert. Mm-hmm. Christians, mm-hmm. I see, will date anybody <laughs> and marry anybody, mm-hmm. and then have a problem in the household. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you know mm-hmm. what you're looking at. Um, it, like I said, it's not a brownie point to be a Christian. It's not a brownie point to have accurate theology. You know, understand, you know, the Trinity or the deity of Christ or the gospel. Those things are given for mm-hmm. someone that a Christian should be dating. Mm-hmm. Now we need to be looking at, like I said, those other things. Do mm-hmm. you work hard? Do you understand your role as a man or a woman mm-hmm. or, or a husband and a wife? Um, do you have the same views as I do as far as raising our children? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you date. I don't see a problem with dating but date with a conscience right. date with discernment right. let's say date with discernment I love it date with discernment and then and that and with that that will probably mean you're not dating as often or as much or as, or as many Correct. people because you are looking at you know what they're what they're about and what you know what they believe in who they are as a person I think that's, that's well said well said okay um Let's see. I had another question here. It was basically about what God's word says about singleness. Now, that's one thing I do want us to clarify, only because there seems to be this cultural push about what singleness is compared to what Uh God's word is saying what singleness is. Like, is singleness a sin? No. But let's really talk about what singleness should look like for a believer um, while they're waiting on, you know, I guess to be married or even if they just desire not to get married at all what does a single what does singleness as a Christian or biblical singleness look like you know what in the Bible um, and I re- I actually researched this last night I, I, I went through scriptures and I you know looked up you know scriptures on singleness 
you know, and there are actually very few scriptures on being single. Um, when I look at, you know, 1 Corinthians 7, 25 to 28, mm-hmm. now concerning virgins, I have no command of the Lord, but I give an opinion as one who by the mercy of the Lord is trustworthy. I think then that it is in good view of the present distress, of the present distress that it is good for a man to remain as, as he is. So, um, you know, with the with the amount of scriptures that the, the few amount of scriptures that discuss singleness, I believe singleness looks like, you know, either while you're single, you're serving the Lord mm-hmm. until you have until you meet a husband, whether you're dating, um, you know, b- back in the Old Testament or even probably in the New Testament, we know they probably had arranged marriages. Um, you know, but now it was very common to have an arranged marriage. We're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. But while you're single, you're serving the Lord mm-hmm. and you're dating and you're dating with discernment. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem with that. Mm-hmm. As long as, you know, the dating is not considered what the world considers dating. Right, right. So as long as the Christian doesn't look at dating like the world, the world looks at dating at dating as I'm going to try this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep with them. I'm mm-hmm. going to live with them. I may even have a few kids with them, mm-hmm. but when I get tired of them, then I'm going to move on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. not how a Christian should, you know, look at dating. We should be looking at dating as I am looking for a potential spouse. Mm-hmm. Do you have the qualification? Mm-hmm. Do you have, you know, is, is, are you showing fruits of the spirit that would ma- lead me to believe you would be a good spouse, whether it's a wife or a husband for me? Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And without all the God said, uh, you know, because again, it's yeah. the, it's the, you know, just kind of, I, I have this podcast to kind of further conversations on topics I may discuss in the blog. So forgive me for keep referring back to it. Um, but no, just, fine. just in something I wrote, um, two years ago. So in February, 2019, a piece called God told me to marry you and what God really said. And in that piece, I'm basically just telling people that, you know, there's not a lot in scripture that gives you like the play by play specifics on, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether okay so there's actually there's nothing in scripture where god tells a person to marry a person like you're gonna like in advance before they even meet them you're gonna marry keisha you know you're gonna have a wife and her name's gonna be keisha you know when you see keisha you're gonna you know and people like to refer to the situation with abraham's servant who um yeah yeah so i think you know it's like he prayed and she kind of popped out and i think there's that that situation where the lord brings people your way and you have to be discerning enough to see mm-hmm. does this person meet the requirements that I've been that I've had that I've been praying about yeah. and, if, and if they come across and I you think, go ahead sorry. I think Bodhi he said to count the cost yeah those, those were the words he used it, it was to count the cost God gave you a brain you know to use it mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. you count the cost of the individual that you're dating to determine whether or not you know you want to get married and i agree with you people look in the old testament they look in the old testament and they point and see you know look you know this person god led him to her or he she was ordained for him or you know and it's like but what is the context of that we're talking about the lineage of jesus christ Mm -hmm. this was ordained by god (laughs) so it's not the same context right like, cause we're, and we're not going to have any virgin births or anything else like that either. So people need to chill. <laughs> like, but you know, but even in that situation, um, there's nothing that people can, can truly cling to that says that God told the servant 
that mm-hmm. you know before he even started his journey or even Isaac or even Abraham like you're that he even that right. he's even going to be successful in his journey like even Abraham prayed and was like you know well he told him he's like I don't know if you're going to be successful in your journey if you're not come back don't you know like don't 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 you know don't stay there or whatever don't bring someone from xyz place like go straight there if this you don't find anyone there it's cool um that's my paraphrasing and even the 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 servant on the way or while he was there prayed so there was still some things there that showed that people weren't being presumptuous or that they had like some foreknowledge that okay i'm gonna go here i'm gonna uh and and i'm gonna uh i'm gonna pick somebody named rebecca for him you know um, and so, but that was the thing that I was running into in these, ch- these churches that I belonged to before I was converted was people were telling me like, no, God told me that you were the one. And I'm like, so knowing that God, um, is not going to tell you that that particular person is the one, but there's still some element, you know, there is still some element in there where it can be defended that when someone meets a certain criteria, the base criteria being being what the Lord has established in, in scripture concerning, you know, what it right. like, what it looks like to be a godly woman, a godly man, um, and, and things right. like that. If you see that this person has the makings of being uh, a Proverbs, you know, 31 woman or the man, I don't know, what, what scripture do people refer to? Because there's a Proverbs 31 woman. Is there, what, what kind of... Is <laughs> And I need people to get that story together because Boaz was like, he went to the different, like, do you want to marry her? Okay, are you interested? Okay, well, I'll go ahead and marry It wasn't like he was like, oh, Ruth, like, I got to have you. Like, he, I'm not saying right. he didn't want her. I'm just saying that there was some, like, it was, you could definitely tell that there was more to it. There's more context concerning, like, the process, right. the ritual of it all, and they were looking like I'm waiting on my Boaz, and I'm like, well, Boaz wasn't looking for. Her. If you, if, listen, I, I would tell somebody if they're waiting on their Boaz, hey, if you're a believer of God and you have redeemed you, you received your Boaz, your kinsman redeemer is Jesus Christ. You received him. So you know, I like to mess with people like that. That's good. That's good. Oh, I gotta use that. That's good. Oh, no, that's real good. It says, yay. So, but yeah, people, you're right. Because I'm like, what is the male equivalent of the Proverbs 31 woman? Because people are out here. I'm like, okay. But in either case, um, (laughs) it is really annoying. But I think in either case, it's just being able to discern. I really like your, your comment about dating with discernment because that discernment is what will help you gauge, like, is this a good fit? Does not mean, of course, Mm -hmm. God knows. Of course, God knew before the eternity and the foundation. Like, he knew. But you don't know, and it's okay, but you can use your discernment to see what will be the best choice. And like you said, the Vodi kind of referred to, like, counting the cost. Like, this person has this, but this other person has this, you know, and, you, you, and then you make a decision from there. And But I'm just running into men who are just making, who are unwilling to make a decision. I actually had a, a gentleman who mm-hmm. I actually met through Instagram. He reached out to me, and we were on the phone once, and he goes, um, what is your thought on women pursuing men? And I said, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with women pursuing a man, but I think it's okay for a woman to let a man know that if he were to pursue her, he has a shot. Like, you know, like, I don't if 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 he said hello to her, she says hello back. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But my point is, my point is, I don't see anything wrong with that. And so he just kind of went through this whole thing where he said, well... If I approach a woman, um, if I'm if I'm showing interest in her, he doesn't want her to show interest back. And I was like, what? 
like, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. He was like, I don't want her to show interest back because she, her, she should be so focused on the Lord that she shouldn't even realize, you know, that I'm around. And I was like, what? Man, that's so stupid. You know, I, I that goes back to to the the church uh, teaching uh, biblical womanhood and biblical manhood. Yeah, you know, having a certain maturity. In, in the Lord, having a certain uh, mindset, that sounds very childish. Yes. And very immature. Yeah, very immature. And he's he's just like, her her focus should be so on the Lord that when I'm when I'm initially trying to pursue her, she doesn't even notice me. And I said, I'm gonna tell you right now, if no other woman has ever told you, if you try to pursue a woman and she's ignoring you, she don't like you. So she's not right. interested. She is not interested. Yeah. So don't even so. And that was my whole point to him. I was like, there there are cues that women give. A brother you know even whether in the church or in the world to let them know like hey i i peep that you are expressing interest in me and i am giving you a little hint that if you were to pursue me in that way you have a shot and i think that's okay because you don't want the you know especially in today's society where men just get defeated so easily good lord um and so you know or they don't have social skills let me just be careful you know that, I, I don't wanna... I, they don't have social skills they don't know how to pro- approach a young lady are yeah. I'm finding a lot of them are scared of women. Yeah. Um. I've. I've um. They don't. Uh, they don't know how to open up a conversation. And I. I understand mm-hmm. women can be mean. Yeah. But um. Yeah. Just making small talk. Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what time is it? What's your name? Oh, my name is such and such. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't. What am I supposed to say? I don't. I don't know what to say to her. Right. I'm like, dude, you're 20. Right. Hey, you don't know how to talk to a girl. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I just what is going on? That was yeah, that was my main thing. I was like, yeah, if you if you're trying to, you know, talk to her, you're pursuing her and she doesn't respond in that way, she's not interested. I don't know any woman who and and I, I and I'm and I'm I'm not I'm sure she does love the Lord, but I don't know any woman who's sold out still to Christ who if a decent young man in the Lord comes her way and she's single and she desires marriage that she's just gonna look the other way like oh well I'm but I'm just too in-. if she does she's playing games or she's not truly mm-hmm. interested and I kept trying to tell him that but we you know we agreed to disagree um and just kind of decided to you know we're we're gonna go our separate ways here but. It was an interesting, <laughs> it was just an interesting conversation, and I was just like, "That's so stupid!" Like, oh my gosh! But I don't know. But to be to be fair, I the gentleman I I mentioned earlier, in Christ, he shared the um, poem of Sirens and Poems. He was on the opposite end mm. of that, so I don't I don't want it to strictly be aimed towards the brother. Yeah, because this was a young man who once wants to get married, mm-hmm. actively looking for a wife, mm-hmm. you know, has his, you know, life together. For, and I understand, I'm going by what, you know, he's telling me, mm-hmm. but he explained to me that Christian girls, because that's all he's looking for, he mm-hmm. said they either play too many games, mm-hmm. young ones, like mm-hmm. 23, 24, mm-hmm. they play too many games, or they're not serious about theology, of course, his brother is reformed, mm-hmm. so he's looking for a young lady who's at least serious about learning more about God, mm-hmm. or he says that they're in the flesh. So, yeah. you're proclaiming Jesus Christ, but you want to shake the butt, you know, on Instagram. You're yeah. proclaiming Jesus Christ, but you know, if you want to talk or speak in certain in a certain way or certain mannerisms, right. and it causes the brother of Christ to draw away from you, right? You know, right? Or he's asking us, you know, do you cook? No, I don't cook. Do you clean? No, I don't clean. I don't cook. I don't clean. And he's like, do, do women? He asked me, do women cook and clean anymore? 
Right. I said, I do. Right. I live by myself. I can't live in a Thank you. You know. And he, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. And he mentioned, like, these girls, they don't, they don't cook and they don't clean. And when you mention it, they get offended. Mm. That's the feminism. Yeah, and he's a it Christian. is. They're talking about Christian yep. young girls. Yep, yep. It's definitely the feminism. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. such a poison. Um, and I remember when I was in the world, that that type of question did used to offend me because I thought it was diminishing my worth as a human being and that all you saw me as was this person that was just, you know, supposed to be there and cook and clean. But the reality is that even, you know, even if a man does have that view, ultimately, mm-hmm. do you cook and clean, sis? Because it's a basic survival skill. Like, it's a basic life skill. So, just answer the question and stop playing. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you cook and no, clean? No, I've seen some houses where I'm just like, you know, I, I work in people's homes out of a behavior therapist mm-hmm. and I go into homes and you would not believe the average American, mm-hmm. the house is filthy. Mm-hmm. Either it's junky with a whole bunch of, of knickknacks and mm-hmm. boxes and clothes and toys that kids don't play with mm-hmm. or it's just in general filthy and there will be a, a wife and a husband yeah it'll be two people yep. there yep. they'll have two kids and she'll tell me oh, i don't have time to clean up mm-hmm. you have free help yep this is free labor right here what are you talking about yep or that line that this is a sign that this home is lived in i've seen that a lot yeah something like that oh, like, yeah. okay i mean i get it but you know let me not talk and be here look, look around while i got my h&m bag sitting over here <laughs> no i I'm, a, I'm gonna agree with you on that i'll keep the house clean i'm gonna always agree with you on that <laughs> but yeah so well i think those were all of my questions concerning this topic but if if there's something else you would like to share you have the floor my dear you know what i did want to mention one last thing about dating with discernment um always keeping in mind that you know god is sovereign over our lives Mm -hmm. so let's say you do find a guy who he's you know he is a christian he does like to work hard he loves kids um you know he he understands his role as a man as a husband it can still not work out Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it can still not work out not because you did anything wrong or, or he did anything wrong but because in what God has ordained, his providence that's working through your life, you're not meant to be together. And that's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. That's the word. I, I really agree with that because I just, you know, it, I, I dealt for so many years with dealing with, like, I'm doing something wrong. It's just, it's just the way our society is set up where you you know you young woman you did something i'm not and i'm not saying that there aren't yeah. things that women do but you know there is that tendency to just put it all the blame on you know the woman in terms of like why she's not married or whatever or if she she isn't married it's because there's some type of deficiency or or an issue with her or something like that which i think is a, it's a little hard to deal with i still kind of struggle with that but you know i just have to cling to christ on those days but ultimately um mm-hmm. i thank god for where he has me right now um like i said in my previous episode like i am i'm taking a break i'm on a <laughs> i'm on a dating hiatus i'm uh, yeah you know but that's just me trying to like process and that's, you know, that's, the, and that's the flesh because women we can tend to blame the guy mm-hmm. or look for something that you know to okay this didn't work out because he was this and it, mm-hmm. it might not even have been that it, mm-hmm. just, it, it didn't work it out it didn't work it out it didn't work out for it you it didn't work out and and, and it's, it's that simple but I, I was like I do need a little bit of a break I don't know that I'm in a place to like go looking uh, getting, you know, I, I've all, but that's the thing. I've always hated online dating. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And I, and I especially hate dating. I don't like the idea. I'm telling y'all, if they brought back, I'm saying this now, but if, 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 
if arranged marriages were in place, I'd probably be like, but why you gotta, you know, why I can't go out and find my own? So it's just sin, child, just doing the opposite of what I should do, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. It's, I, I, you know, I, I, since I just recently got out of a relationship, I'm kind of the same way, mm-hmm. but I'm actually happy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Just, in a in a, a joyous mood yeah. where I'm just enjoying life, period. Yeah. But I, I know eventually I'm like, ah, oh, you look at it like, damn, do I gotta do this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get, and I think, and I think that's actually helping because I really don't like. So I'm, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm like, I'm taking a dating hiatus, but in all reality, it's just that I'm just not getting back online. Um, if but the Lord knows that if a, you know, qualified, if you will, quote unquote, brother came around and pursued me as you know, I believe he ought, then I would be open to that, and I would not, you know, I'm on the break. I wouldn't be that ridiculous, but um. But as far as me going out and looking, and I th- and I only did that because of because it, it's a pandemic, because we was in a pandemic, <laughs> you know, yeah. last summer, last spring or whatever, with everything, and people are in the, bored in the house, in the house bored. So I got online, you know, and 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 then the whole the church thing became less of <laughs> the church thing became less of a requirement because nobody was at church for a minute. So I was just like, well, I, the guys I met before who don't, you know, who believe don't go to church, they might got a shot now because. Nobody's at church, but um, yeah. but yeah, I was like, I need, to, I, I, I need a break. But that's just more so me, you know, intentionally, quote unquote, putting myself, like my friend says, putting herself in the right place to be found. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay there. Um, but no, I really do appreciate your taking the time to talk with me today. Um, you dropped a lot of nuggets today that we may have to like break out and put into like little quotes or memes. I don't know. Let's see if I if I am creative and um, patient enough to do that <laughs> to go back through the episode to pull those things. But I really do. I appreciate your content online as well. Um, is there anything you would like to share with the people before we go? Not anything in particular. I, oh, I will say you might want to run this back with a brother in the Lord and get his perspective. Oh, okay. That would probably be a good idea. You know what? I might just invite a brother in the Lord on the op- on another episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe that would be a separate episode. That would be good. But no, I really do appreciate you talking about uh, these things with me. And, and I, just to be clear to the to the listeners that we are not man haters or man bashers. We're not trying to, <laughs> you know, we have our thoughts concerning, you know, and possibly, um, of course, some of it is due to our own experiences. But by and large, we're not, you know, believing that there are just bad brothers out there and, and men are bad you know we're not feminists like no we are not no feminists. i'm a i am a equal opportunity employer <laughs> i don't care like, I, honestly when i when it does get to that point equal opportunity employer right. that's what i say right amen all right sis well that's all we got so for those of you listening stay tuned and i'll be back right after this break With everything going on in the world, now is as good a time as any to begin hiding the Word of God in your heart. And by this, I mean meditating on and memorizing Scripture. If this challenge sounds too great for you to do alone, consider joining us at Truth and Fire, the book club. Truth and Fire, the book club is a group of dedicated believers who support and encourage one another in memorizing the Word of God one book at a time. We're currently memorizing the gospel according to John, and Lord willing, we'll be done with it within a year. But don't worry, it's not too late to join us. If you're interested, simply visit truthandfire.com forward slash the book club, complete the brief signup form, and voila, you're in. It's that easy, it's totally free, and most importantly, it's edifying in Christ Jesus. So we hope you'll join us.
Welcome back. So I just want to close out this episode with a few final thoughts um, before I go. Um, first, I want to thank Alexis for her time again, for coming on to the show um, and sharing her thoughts. I really think she provided some great insight into the topic. Um, and I'm glad that she took the time to expound on some of the points that she was hoping to raise in her Instagram post. So thanks again, Alexis. Um, again, for those of you who would be interested in um, following her to get more of these wonderful nuggets. Um, her handle is dead women underscore painted nails. <laughs> you would have to ask her what that means, <laughs> um, on Instagram. Um, also I just had some thoughts about marriage. Now, one thing that I want to be clear about is I am not trying to promote marriage as the upper echelon of what it means to be a human being or what it means to be a Christian. That is not what I'm doing. But what I am doing is um, hoping that I can encourage those who have a sincere desire to marry to own that desire and to begin praying and making um, whatever godly preparations and efforts that you need to make towards it. So if you are a young man who desires marriage, then go ahead and start preparing yourself to, to, um, for a wife and seeking a wife. And if you're a young lady, um, or even an older lady and, or even an older man, right. And you desire marriage, then, um, have your heart open to, um, receive the person when they come around. Um, I think there's a lot as, Ale as Alexis uh, pointed out during the discussion is that there's a lot of things that people feel like they need to have in place before they get married. Um, and while I can understand certain things um, you want to have done um, as a matter of wisdom, um, some of these things are just the world's um, uh, influences to cause Christians to, to not marry as we ought. Um, and it makes me think about how in Genesis 1, 28 and in Genesis 9 and 7, how the Lord gave the commandment um, to be fruitful and multiply. So to marry and within that marriage should be fruitful and multiply to have children and to spread um, out across the world, right? And um, the idea though, with this commandment, of course, this is a general commandment to all mankind, right? To be fruitful and multiply. Um, but specifically to the Christian, with our being fruitful and multiply, the idea is for us to raise our children in the admonition of the Lord, right? So that he can have godly offspring. Remember that God's ultimate goal is to see um, that um, as many as will be saved to be saved. And he wants godly offspring. He wants a people unto himself. And so married couples, um, you can contribute to building the church through through your offspring um, and singles, you can contribute to the building of the church by going into the world and making disciples. Now, married people can do do it as well. Of course, married people can go into missions or take on jobs to that you know require them to go out and share the gospel at, on a, on a regular basis. But we know that in marriage, your interests are divided, right? So you have other things of worldly, earthly desires or earthly cares, I should say, that can um, cause you to, um, that can cause you to, cause you to have a, a dual focus, so to speak. So, um, 
But the the good news is that even in marriage, you can still make disciples through your children. Um, if you happen to be a married couple that cannot produce children, you can do that through um, discipling family members, um, children um, and things like that. Or you can even go into missions work if that's something you would like to do. But my point is just as a matter of just speaking generically, the idea of being fruitful and multiplying marriage is for you to raise your children in the admonition of the Lord so that the Lord will have godly offspring. And for singles, if you're going to maintain your singleness, know that it's for the purposes of being fruitful and multiplying in the sense of going into the world and making disciples. All right. Neither of these situations should be for our own selfish ambition, our own selfish gain. If you're married as a Christian, your your job or your goal would be to bring glory to the Lord, to share the gospel through your marriage or, or to display the gospel through your marriage. And if you are parents to make disciples um, or raise them in the admonition of the Lord in the hopes of making disciples for the church. Okay. But if you're single, your focus should be on the things of the Lord, not um, living footloose and fancy free and traveling the world and being selfish. Okay. Not saying that you can enjoy your life, but that's not what it's about. Um, and it's especially not about being out there um, sinning and fornicating and things of that nature. Okay. Um, but that's all I have to say. I just wanted to share that because we just know that Right now, it is the month of June, and we all know at this point, if no one didn't know before, for some reason, I didn't realize there were so many people who didn't realize that Pride Month was a thing. So we know that we're in the midst of Pride Month right now, where the LGBTQILMNOP, all of it is sin, um, um, individuals and their allies um, come together to literally and figuratively parade their sin um, uh, uh, to the world. And one of the major things that they have been able to accomplish through their um, through their unity, if you will, is um, getting same sex marriage um, legalized um, a few years ago, back in, I think, 2015. And with that ushered in a whole slew of other things. But we see that these individuals are getting married um, left and right. Meanwhile, Christians are finding ways to look down on marriage, right? So you have the children of Satan wanting to marry so they can be fruitful and multiply and raise their children in the, if you want to say, admonition of Satan, right? Um, they, and then for those who are not married, they're going into the world and making disciples of Satan by going into libraries during drag queen story hour and they're in television shows and they're in our schools or whatever the case may be, but they are indoctrinating our children in the things of wickedness. Um, and they are um, getting married and, and making a mockery of the institution of marriage, right? So we see all these things um, in the world as they pervert the things of God to flip things on their head. That should give us all the more motivation as Christians to live as we ought as either whether Christian, um, whether, sorry, whether single or married. If But I would advise and highly encourage those who desire to marry to move forward with that desire and actually seek out um, a, a spouse 
ladies, I know it's a little bit more challenging for us because we have to be sought and we have to be proposed to and all that good stuff. But I would say that you in the meantime would pray, 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 and not be ashamed of telling friends and family members that you desire marriage. Um, It's not about being thirsty. It's not about being desperate. It's about being honest. Okay. And honestly, Lord willing, whatever the Lord desires for your life, um, just pray for contentment in that thing um, that you're ultimately content in Christ. But if you desire marriage in this life, it is okay to pray for it. It is okay to express it. Okay. Um, don't be so consumed with it that you, um, can't, um, do the things that you, that you should be doing. I don't think, but I don't even think anything like that is honestly possible, right? If you are consumed with it to the point of the way Hannah was about her desire to have children, again, you should be praying, right? You should not be anxious for anything, but by prayer and supplication, making your request known to the Lord. So that's what I'm trying to say. Don't be anxious about it. Okay. Um, so I hope I made sense. I hope this episode was helpful, edifying and encouraging to you guys. Um, as, as I mentioned, and again, just please pray for me and um, the apologists. Pray for um, any other Christian couples that you are aware of out there who are um, trying to do things God's way and um, bring him glory through their union. Um, and just um, pray that you all who are um, single, self-included, because, you know, I'm not married yet. So let me stop playing these games. I'm single until I'm married. Right. Um, that I just pray that the Lord. Um, ensures that we have godly spouses um, so that we can, uh, while marriage causes your interest to be divided, um, if we can keep that line of division as thin as possible um, by having a partner who is also a believer and solid in their faith, then that would be great. But that's all I have to say, guys. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for um, your patience with me over this past year and a half, almost two years with this podcast and with the blog. And I look forward to pushing out more content with you you guys very soon. Um, In the meantime, thank you so much for your ears. Thank you so much for your time. Just overall, thank you for listening. Truth and Fire, the podcast has been brought to you by truthandfire.com, where we explore faith and pop culture from a witty Christian perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, let us know. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram at vereteefu. That's V-E-R-I-T-E-E-T-F-E-U. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening.